So welcome back. This is episode 12 of the Epic Epoch podcast. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today, but let's uh, let's get some introductions out of the way real quick. I'm your host, Perry the Pig. With me, as always, is my co-host. Dread from Epic Builds. Dread, thanks for being here. I appreciate that. And uh, we, we have a special guest here. So Lone Star McFluffin, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Glad I, to be I, here. I think that's a welcome back. I think we've had you on like once or twice before, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So we uh we got some news recently. We uh, we've been told from EHG, the developers of Last Epoch, that multiplayer will be coming out soon. So we're gonna spend today's podcast chatting about multiplayer, chatting about trade, or maybe the lack of trade, and then anything else that comes up along those lines of conversation. Before we get into that, I want to make sure that everyone knows who Lone Star McFluffin is, in case you haven't been here for one of the previous podcasts. So, uh, McFluffin, who who are you? What what do you do in the community? What do you make? Well, I'm a variety streamer. I just play like a bunch of games. That's pretty much what I've become the last few months, thanks to, you know, this development cycle. But uh, no, I've (laughs) I've, uh, I've been here since, I don't know, like 10 years ago, I think I started playing Last Epoch, and I'm still playing it. And yeah, I'm a streamer and content creator, and generally all around enjoyer of the game. Also critic of it. And you are uh you're a YouTuber, you're a Twitcher, you are is that a word, Twitcher? Did I just yeah, it Twitcher it sounded weird. You said that, that like is that. weird. You're a YouTuber, you stream on Twitch, you uh like you are, a, are you okay? Are you doing drugs? Are you you're a Twitch? community <laughs> tester as well. We're gonna breeze right past that. You're a community <laughs> tester as well. So when we talk about multiplayer entering its beta phase in the upcoming months, you are currently doing the alpha phase, which is like a closed uh closed access, right? Correct, which has been announced by the devs, so I'm allowed to say this. Finally. <laughs> All right. So let's let's move into our first topic, I guess, which is just we have uh, we, we don't have a date. We have everything but a date. We've, we've been told for a while that the point nine release of Last Epoch will be the multiplayer patch. And they told us that point nine is going to be the next patch. So we were expecting some other stuff. But uh, I guess we have a if you type in exclamation point multiplayer right now in chat, if you're watching here live, we've got a link to all of that relevant information. So you can breeze through that at your own pace. So the next patch will be 0.9. It will be probably not September, maybe October, maybe November. We don't really have a date for it yet, but it, it sounds like sooner than December. So that's, that's what I'm telling people, you know, October, November, something like that. I can't wait to like have that fabled moment where we're doing an Orbis together and they drop an Omni and I don't, and I'm going to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like perfectly rolled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of excited to see what kind of shenanigans go on. What, what's nice is that in this news post, you already see shenanigans. There's an example GIF of like these people running around an area and everyone's playing a mage or like, sorry, everyone's playing a, uh, a rogue. And it's like, oh, what are these people doing? And you realize that these are like members of the community. Like Tunk is in there, Trickster is in there. And we asked them what they were doing in this clip. They're like, yeah, we're seeing if we can permataunt enemies with decoy on a decoy rotation. We're going to see if we can break the game. And it's like, good. Even the community testers are like, hmm, I wonder what we can, we can do with this. Oh, yeah, that's the first thing we want to do is we want to try to break the game. That's, that's the fun part. That's the the funniest part about those clips was there's this party that consists of three other classes and a rogue. And Lizard was nice enough to point this out of how Umbral Blades was absolutely like 20 times better than anything else all the other party members do because they were using Umbral Blades. 
And yeah, that's just Umbral Blades. Even in a party environment, it's still well, great. Maybe everyone else was doing an experimental build and one person <laughs> was doing a try-hard build. I don't know. I, I just yeah. think it's Umbral Blades, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> mean, probably part of, of it. But also, um, the CT program is actually pretty cool that like there's a wide variety of like styles of players, casual, hardcore players, you know. So you get a, a good mix of different play styles in there. So it also could have been, I don't, I don't remember who was doing what on there, but it could have been that someone who really knows what they're doing was playing Umbral Blades and the other people were just messing around mm-hmm. or it just could be that Umbral Blades really is that good. <laughs> it really is that easy. So <laughs> it's just like, ah. I've, I've been specifically instructed not to have a comprehensive list of conversation topics. So I, I don't have a list of 20 things to talk about, but I'm, oh, I'm still going to try. Fine. So one of the things that we talked about, and we know this from the post that I just linked there in chat, is um, there's, there's a noticeable lack of anything related to trade. So let's start there, because when, when people think multiplayer, like some people think I want to play with my friends. I want to go Zerg a boss and like have some fun. But a lot of people see multiplayer. They see a server environment and they're like, OK, trade. Can I manipulate the economy? Can I get exactly the item that I want? Can I trade with my buddies? And in this news post, they really don't say anything about trade. Well, that's because it doesn't exist. Yeah, we can actually add to that because um, in the I was watching the dev stream and it looks like trade will not be at 0.9. And there's kind of some question of whether it will be at 1.0. And it seems like yes, but no. Um, there's, like, like there's an ask the devs where I think Mike said that it may or may not be. And then it seemed like it was going to be at 1.0 and the dev stream so this is something that i would like ehg to like very much clarify we are going to or we're not going to have trade at 1.0 because that's like a big deal for a lot of people one way or the other that's like that's like grouping up with somebody else that that's how big a deal like if if there's no uh if there's no trading of any sort it really shouldn't be 1.0 yeah exactly and it's like the biggest problem that i foresee with this is there's going to be a lot of people that start playing last epoch when the multiplayer patch comes out and they're be like leveling like hey look at this cool unique wouldn't it be great for your bit oh wait hey look at this cool mm-hmm. rare item wouldn't it be cool oh wait hey look at this cool like item on the oh wait and that's gonna be the whole whole shebang with that and i don't know if it's going to be good, it's going to be, I'm going to be honest, like it it looks like as though it's going to cause a lot of negativity in general, just because of that. And it's not like EEHC's fault. It's just like everybody has been hyped for multiplayer for so long that they expect to. And when people think of multiplayer, they think of the trade aspect too. So when they boot it up, they're going to expect to be able to drop an item on the floor and give it to their buddy or something and that's not going to happen, and there's not going to be a lot of people happy about that. So I'm very curious to see how well that goes. Hopefully there's some minimal kind of trading. Maybe you can just, like, drop an item on the ground and your body... That would be good enough. That that, yeah, totally that, that's good. fine, They're right? starting, yeah. Like the, I, I agree. I'd like to see there be at least, at the very least, you can trade within your party with also follow-up about what their plans are in the future. To, yeah. for, you know, to expand upon it so that people don't think it's all they're going to get. But like having no trade at all, I do think is going to cause some misconceptions about what Ellie's trying to, or ESG is trying to do here. If they are going to go ahead with the no trade thing, then they need to be very vehemently clear about they're not existing to be trade. 
because I don't know if they did it in the post. I have to go reread the post, but there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have a lot of misconceptions about this post. So I really hope that they're just like literally make a news dev blog post like, hey, there's not going to be trade in this update. Just by the so way, you guys know, by the way. Yeah, I agree. Because that flew under the radar for a lot of people. Because I have a lot of people, like a lot of friends of mine who play uh, Path of Exile. They're all coming in like, hey, look, last Epoch multiplayer. It's going to be amazing. And I tell them, it's like, but there's no trade. And they're like, oh. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's like, yeah, it's going to be the, it's going to be a lot of people doing that. And whether or not, like, I don't really care about trade because I don't need it to do well. It's just like, there's going to be that majority of people that want to play with their friends and want to mm. do a group find. Like people do it all the time in PUE now with the, the leagues and all that, the group find leagues and stuff. Excited to see what happens with that. So I guess let's, well, what do you want to talk about? What are we, what are we going with this? Uh, well, we can talk about buzzer. trade and how it could be in last epoch. That was kind of what I was assuming that we were going to talk about. Gotcha. Gotcha. Listen, you told me not to make my 20 point list. Well, of conversation because literally this. we bring up the concept of trade and we're going to sit here for like two years. <laughs> All right. Got it. So in, in the past, we, we can start here. How about this? In the past in last epoch, they told us there's going to be, oh man, what was it even? It was the bazaar, right? Yep. It was they, pretty bizarre. Oh. They 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 had this whole idea of the bazaar and how that was going to be their trading system. They wanted an imperfect system where it felt like you were walking into a flea market and you were looking at one station and then another station and then another station. They did not want something that looked like pathfexile.com slash trade. They didn't want and, like a highly indexed thing. And that is really hilarious. Because if you look at it, uh, if you look at Chris Wilson's vision of how Path of Exile trade is, that's why it is the way it is currently, by the way, is because they want to make it hard on you so that you can't just instantly transmission items into your account and stuff like that. Because that is to stop RMT and stuff like that and make it much harder and also make it harder for people to get the items that they want quicker so that they end up playing the league longer because they have goals for much longer and stuff like that. So it's funny that they're even doubling down on the already doubled down of the path of exile trade system so they had the bizarre system and then they told us that the bizarre they weren't going to be going forward with it and since that point in time they haven't really given us additional information about what trade's going to look like well actually they did have that one little quip where they said that if you want to make money you're like if you want to play the mm. economy that's not what this is for. And it was very ominous. It was like, ooh, you know. Yeah, if, <laughs> if, if the economy and playing the economy is your favorite part of this game, it's probably not going to be for you. They Go did ahead, tell Mo. us that. Sorry, you're burning up with, uh, with uh, comments. Well, I just, I, if I remember correctly, I, the comment was along the lines of it's not going to be in like a, an economy simulator style. So mm -hmm. like just to what extent they mean by that, you know, is really... You know, up in the air. I mean, it's all up in the air. Like, uh, it could it could be Diablo three style trading at this point. For all we know, we just all we know is it's not going to be PUE. It's not going to be everything is available all of the time, and you can just just walk into someone's area, whatever zone, and trade with them whatever you want. But outside of that, we really have no idea. It's funny because I've seen a lot of misconceptions about that as well recently after uh, talking to a lot of people. Uh, misconceptions oh, oh. about like what the trades gonna look like oh just about how trade will affect the game overall like people are assuming like 
the fact that there won't be too open of trade it's going to limit people like us who play the game way too much and the problem with that like because they have it they they think that since there's no trade right because like in path of exile if you have access to trade you can like get like upgrades like instantly and like make money make currency and acquire items much quicker than you could in an ssf environment right well people think that in a a non-trade environment that that isn't true either and it's like well the problem is just people like me and you that will just play long enough to get the items anyways like we of course already do like you do every weekend right i i feel like i feel like those weekend tournaments are actually like important for people to know about right yeah like if if you like, never if if you're someone who likes uh like last uh, last epoch if you're watching the dev streams or even if you're watching this podcast you should take a glance at one of those weekend races so like they're they're kind of on hey it is now so you'd have to watch something from the past but like watch like watch lizard play for three days watch me play for three days you get really good gear after three days and it's like you need to know what that looks like for someone who's, you know, tryharding over a three-day period and take that into consider- uh, consideration when you're talking about trade. Like, yeah, exactly. trade might be busted as hell. Yeah, like, trade might just not even be needed at most points, other than, like, the fabled, like, 4LP, like, Omnis or whatever, right? Like, trade might just be kind of an afterthought at this point because it's like, whatever I want, I can just go farm it myself. It's not like Path of Exile where I got to go farm Bing Bong map for Bing Bong card just to get a chance at Bing Bong item, you know? Like, it's just like, I go kill this boss, I have a chance at the item, as a chance for LP, and I do that, and I can set my monolith web up so that I can just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it, and then eventually I'll just get it, right? It's not like, it's not to the same degree of ridiculousness as it is in other games. Like, I'm not farming doctors, you know, I'm farming, you know, just like stuff from Hirat, like LP, uh, what LP with the bow, Rain of Winter, yeah. It's kind of in a weird place right now with um, the way that item acquisition happens and how it works in a trade environment, because you have everything you need to make uh, yourself like a really, a really great, well-geared character very quickly within, you know, a few days. And then the next step up is effectively impossible. Right, you get a few LP on an item, and you get some good affixes on that. And then if you want to upgrade from there, good, get a three LP or four LP. Good, good luck, right? And then some items, like even a one or two LP, are like almost impossible. Or like getting a sealed T four exalted, seared, from the yeah, sealed tier four. Even five. even getting like a one LP auroras is like Herculean yeah. task. Getting the exalteds that you would put on like a tier three or tier four, like a, like getting more than two exalted affixes on, and getting two useful exalted affixes, like this stuff is damn near impossible. So, um, is a trade environment going to like even allow you to acquire that stuff? If, if it's not even accessible enough to where that stuff is worth, tra- you know, accessible to be traded, like to, to get, then the one area where I could see trade being useful, the, the RNG is so against the possibility of it that it still doesn't serve a purpose. Yeah. And that brings up the can of worms of when we do get this power, if we do start trading, like if there was an open trade system, right? Like Path of Exile or whatever, would it matter? Most of the content in the game is already doable on an SSF setup. It's not like, the thing with like Path of Exile is, is like, sure, you have like 
bosses, but then you have the uber bosses, and then you have the uber uber bosses. So you have content on top of content that will keep you know testing your character to the point where like you need to invest and need to get these one LP items and stuff like that. You need to do these things to at least have a decent amount of time, you know, decent time doing these bosses. Well, Last Epoch doesn't really have anything in the same regard. Like, to be honest, corruption at this point is just a time, like, amount of time. Like, getting to a thousand corruption, it's just time. Like, killing an Orbis at a thousand corruption, as long as you're tanky enough, it just takes longer. It All it is is just a time thing. It's not even, like, a difficulty thing, right? And that's, like, the reason why I'm just like, when people are talking about trade in general, I'm just like, it doesn't matter because the game doesn't, it doesn't have the roof that trade would introduce, right? Because like, we'd have insane items, but no content to run them on. Obviously, that's because the game's in beta, right? Mm -hmm. We're still waiting for stuff, but still. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, go ahead. Kelvar mentioned that there is, we, there is plans for pinnacle content, right? We just don't know what it looks like. But yeah, right now, in the game's current state, None of that stuff that you would even potentially, you know, aspire to get, which will probably be so inhibit inhibit inhibitively expensive for most players to even think about. Because like if a three LP of something useful actually dropped, like how much is that gonna cost? It's gonna be insane. Mm -hmm. Um you just don't you don't even need it anyway. So I mean that's a good thing because you know everybody can do the content, but it's also a bad thing because now what's the point of trading when you could have gotten it all on your own? Or paid an inconsequential amount because it's it's so abundant in the economy that there's just like the, the trade is really just like filling a couple of slots and stuff you didn't get immediately and pay very little for it and then just not worry about it. I I want to toss in something because every once in a while I see this conversation pop up of like how much gold do people get and like is a million gold a lot of gold? And I think no. the last time that I saw this conversation, I was rewatching um Zizarin's uh interview with EHG devs just to make sure that I was like up to date on like my conversation topics. And they were talking about um like like I guess trade. Um the devs have said in the past that they wanted gold to be the primary thing that you trade with another person to get an item. If that happens, we don't know what trade's gonna look like. Uh but like what is what does like gold look like right now? It's so, like we Whoa. have we have our stash tabs and then we have the lightless arbor which is like the good, you know, the big place to spend all your gold. And I don't know about you, but like if I'm if I'm playing a lot during a weekend tournament, getting two or three million gold in three days is not a big deal. And like if, you know, that that first day is zero gold because I'm just getting to monoliths and whatnot. And then like the next couple of days, just getting everything set up. Right. It's like at that point, you can get like a million gold in really not that much time. I wonder what that's going to look like. Yeah, part of the problem is, so just like regular economies in real life, uh, except for some these days, uh, money is backed by gold, right? Ha, 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 you know, you can laugh. But the problem is this gold in Last Epoch, yeah, it's backed by the vault system, right? The vault system. The problem with the vault system is, I'll be honest, guys, like, I don't know about you guys, but everything I've seen from the vaults of uncertain fate... Like, it can be really good. Like, you can get a lot of glyphs of despair and stuff like that. But, like, have you guys actually gotten anything, like, actually, like, you feel hyped, hyped about out of the Vaults of Uncertain Fate? Yeah, like, it poops out a lot of, like, exalted items. But there are a lot of exalted items you don't really care about for your current character, no? I tend well, to prefer Because your character, like, has a baseline power before you actually do the content. 
Yeah, that's yeah. that's like usually you're already pretty strong by then too. Yeah, like exalted and crafting materials is the only thing I ever do it for. It really is just like a, okay, I, I like some more despairs, or I'd like to take a shot at maybe getting a good exalt at some point that I can work with. The despairs but, are great. Uh, so yeah. with with the uncertain fate now, they're assuming that this gold sink is enough to hold an entire economy on the Ted. And if they don't introduce more gold sinks other than that, then I don't think the economy is going to work because everyone's going to think gold is worthless because you're going to get to the point where, like, gold is going to, like, who, like for instance, you got to run the dungeon, right? you got to run, use your gold, run the dungeon, and you have to have a chance of getting something good and stuff like that. And since the whole economy is backed on that, like, if the dungeon isn't good, then the economy just goes, like, woo, like, down, woo. And... I think the real economy is going to be just around close to despair. Cause I don't know about you, but I huff those like candy. Yeah. I, I think you make a good point too. With like the dungeon being the only, the only real gold sink outside of, um, outside of getting your stash tabs. And then it's connected to the dungeon. And it's also really like, generally it's really expensive. Like, like it, no, it doesn't take much to get two or 3 million gold for like a, someone who's playing eight hours a day. But for the average player, it's a good bit of money and you can literally spend that in one dungeon run. Um, and if you're are playing eight hours a day, it's like one dungeon run, maybe a day. Um, if that's not super, super valuable, then no one does it because you just get it from the trade system or somewhere else. Or you just find the better items in better places like the monolith system. And and if it is super, super valuable, then you don't trade because you just do the dungeon instead. So I think it's actually in a really like precarious position right now being tied behind, behind that dungeon and being so expensive where like how valuable the materials are that you get in it can either tank the the uh the trade economy or tank that dungeon and it's random too are you saying that you want to lose half your gold on death are you saying that softcore (laughs) should be more penalizing is that what you're saying i mean that still wouldn't do anything though because like gold would still be worthless it's just like you just make sure you're always at zero right (laughs) (laughs) i i guess i see where you're coming from but come on Right, who who suggested that you lose your gold in death? I I was reading between the lines. Is that not what you were saying? No, I'm just saying like it's really it's <laughs> it's really expensive, right? Like it's meant to be like a really big gold sink, and it is. Like you can put millions of gold in that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so either it's very valuable, and you don't care to trade because you'll just put your money into that every time you get it, or it's not that valuable, and you'll just ignore it and trade instead. So either way you look at it, I don't see how you can balance with that dungeon in its current state as far as how much gold goes into it. Yeah, like for instance, the Path of Exile's economy, sorry for bringing it up again, but it's backed by exalts and mirrors, right? And the reason why these are so powerful and why they're so expensive is because they're the building blocks of creating mirror tier gear, which is, of course, the ultimate chase item in Path of Exile is just finding an item with perfect T1 stats all over across the board on the right base with the right modifiers, the right implicits, everything, so that a person can, you know, ask you, hey, I'm going to mirror your item. And they do it. And then they get like this pog item that they can use for the rest of the league. And that system, sure, it can be a little wishy washy sometimes, like exalts go through the roof sometimes. But it's always a solid base. People will always need exalts to metacraft, and people will always need mirrors to mirrorcraft. So they're always entering and exiting the economy. But with the gold, if doing the dungeon isn't worth your time, like which I'm going to be honest with you, in my humble opinion, it's not really worth your time right now. Uh, 
it's not going to be worth your, it's not, it's going to ruin the whole economy around gold. Yeah, I, I agree. If, if, because it's, because it's the, the only real gold sink outside of stash tabs and stash tabs, you just buy as much as you need. Um, everything right now rests on that as far as how the economy works, because that is the thing that cycles out gold and prevents like, hyperinflation. If they wanted to fix it, if they really wanted to fix it, like what they would do, would they would make it so that glyphs of despair outside of very specific sources, like from T4 drill, a dungeon, like boss drops a glyph of despair, make it only drop from the dungeon, like from the, the, the chest at the end. Cause then, then you're placing weight on the dungeon. Like you do the dungeon for your glyphs of despair. And that's how glyphs of despair enter the economy. And so when you get gold, it equals glyphs of despair. And those are much like exalts in the way where we use them literally all the time. We huff them like paint. They're like the new <laughs> chaos orb. Like they're insane. Like, like, like you guys use them all the time, right? Can we can we stop huffing things like candy and paint? Just what? I mean, they're that good. They're that good. <laughs> they're that good. So this it, this this conversation reminds me of something that has been discussed and kind of fixed, uh, changed and then fixed in Path of Exile over time, which is the uh the acquisition of league specific items right like where do you get your alternate quality stuff from where do you get a um oh what's what's the giant two-handed axe in uber at siri called that series disfavor like wait where do you get that series disfavor is there a reason to actually do the boss or do i just get a div card or do i just get it from some other source instead so like as those fossils stay in delve as the Azeri's Disfavor stays as a one specific boss drop, there's a reason to go out there and do these things. So yeah, you know yeah. what? Putting, putting Glyph of Despair only as a reward and taking it out of the like normal drop pool, that could be an answer. I don't know if it's like the right answer, but it or, certainly or would incentivize me to actually do the dungeons. It's right? extremely limit its drop rate outside of the dungeon and just make the dungeon the primary source of getting it. Like for instance, in Path of Exile, like... Uh, there are certain fossils that will not drop outside of Delve. You have to go to Delve for those specific fossils that are the most uh, coveted fossils, right? And stuff like that. Well, Glissed Despair could work the same way. We're like, yeah, some like they drop sometimes out in the monolith, out in the wild. And they drop from, like, you know, of course, T4 Dungeon Boss is one of the door rewards. But if you want a lot of them, like a lot of them that you need for crafting, then you need to go do the dungeon. And that gives gold weight. That like it, it needs to like it. hold the economy, you know? or so, you just go like like you were talking about, like a, you end up with a crafting economy that's just like gold conversion into crafting materials that are then traded depending on what they allow us to trade. Yeah, yeah. I you know it. I don't think I've done personally a economy outside of Path of Exile. Listen, I I played a lot of Path of Exile, and like before that point in time, I really really wasn't doing much. Um. Path of Exile, one of the key defining features that they codified early on into the game was they wanted crafting materials to be currency, which is why you have like chaos orbs that you can either use on your item or you can trade them to someone else. Exalted orbs have a purpose or you can trade them to someone else. And like, I, I guess I've never been a part of like an online community or an online economy where it's gold. We could just like trade it back and forth. I've always had Path of Exile. So like, I guess... Uh, Oh, you know what, McFluffin, you've you've done a bunch of WoW in the past, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow gold. I I have no idea. Like, what what is WoW gold like? Yeah, so that's usually the economy that I point to to show that like you know, gold gold could work, guys, because like 
in an ARPG environment, most people think that gold doesn't work because in Diablo 2, they switched it to, what was it, like the Stone of Jordan or whatever. Everyone's trading that. And then PoE just said, you know, screw gold. We're just going to do crafting materials because it's an, a guaranteed, like, dump of the economy, which is, was actually was really smart and innovative. Um, but because of that, people, everyone's like, you can't do that. You can't do gold in an ARPG. And I don't believe that. I do think that crafting materials are a good way to do the economy, but I also think that like a an MMO style economy clearly works and it should work here. And usually um they're connected to the auction house and a lot of gold sinks throughout the game, including the auction house, which will take a cut, um, are are usually the ways that they handle getting hyper inflation, getting too much inflation in it and making making sure that gold's actually valuable. I've always loved pointing at hardcore versus softcore in Path of Exile because I like talking about like items leaving an economy. So in hardcore, if your character is like really well geared and you die, all of that stuff gets shoved out of the economy because it gets it filters over into like, you know, softcore perma, right? So in softcore, even if your character dies over and over, if you make that one piece of gear, that one piece of gear is always there, right? Like you have it once, it's always there for every character, no matter how much you die. Which is why I like Valorbs. I like corrupting stuff. I like double corrupting stuff. I love that as a mechanic. So I guess when it comes to uh, like the gold sinks that WoW had, what, what were some of the gold sinks that were there? Like how, how was currency leaving the economy? Yeah, and they've done it a lot of different ways throughout different expansion packs. Um, so it really depends. One of the big ones really is the auction house. Um, there's a lot of NPC vendor purchases that are worthwhile that are maintained. I can't remember exactly offhand some of them, but like a, a lot of um, you get a lot of uh, materials that you need through vendor for the vendor purchases. I believe the transmog system costs gold. Um, shoot, it's been a while since I played, so it's hard to remember every single way that they they do. But they, what they do is they just throw like a hundred at you, and so they're you're constantly cycling gold out of the economy. It's worth pointing out that you know inflation happens no matter what you do in all of these games, including PUE. Like every yeah, league, PUE has a lot of inflation. It's just because as more people play, chaos right yeah, now. As more people play, they acquire more currency, and there's more currency in the market. Inflation just continues to continues to occur. The the the, uh, the the problem that you're trying to solve is making sure that inflation isn't so strong that new players are like effectively um, out of the economy. They can't they can't get into the economy. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a way of fixing it, and just like what McFluffin said there with the WoW stuff, just just add more gold sinks. Like, for instance, remember how we used to pay gold? Remember back in the day, McFluffin, remember how we used to pay gold to, like, you know, roll mono- monolith modifiers and stuff to re-roll? What yeah. if? That was a mechanic? If, was that gold? Yes, it was a mechanic, yes. We re-rolled it. That actually it. sounds fun. We re-rolled it. Now, what if, all right, this is a, you know, crazy idea here. Okay. What if we paid gold to add modifiers to our monolith? So for instance, you know how we were talking about a while back how we could have different kind of monolith modifiers? I could pay gold to add like monsters are, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like monsters explode when they die. I don't know. It could be anything, right? And then they also have an extra quant bonus or like enemies drop this specific kind of item like exalted weapons or something like that on death a chance of right and you can pay gold to add that to the to the monolith because right now in path of exile we have that through the atlas uh zana thing that's where a lot of chaos goes is through the zana map device stuff and we don't really have that in last epoch because you know we don't spend gold to 
spend it on the monolith. And if we had a way of spending gold to super juice our progression and make it harder, right? And we can have that if, extra hard, hardness, you know, that we've been wanting. I got you. <laughs> the extra hardness that I want. What if, what if the, uh, in last epoch, the option, I'm glad both of you smile at that. What if the option to spend money to add difficulty and then like variations on that were gated behind some sort of skill tree of like a meta progression system that I could spec into once I got to empower monoliths. They could spend call, money. Like, Let me get out my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on, on that like concept, I know it's been thrown around before. You know, one of the issues that has been raised is that like some of the modifiers that happen in the uh, the monolith are just like really bad for certain builds, and there's nothing you can do if you want to go that way. You got to take it. Those the optional ones, or just you, allow you, people to re-roll that modifier with gold. Yeah, hundred thousand gold, two hundred thousand. Well, like, what if what if the like every time you re-roll that like the currency goes up, kind of like re-rolling the chests in the lightless arbor. That's how it skip... used to work. That's how it used to work, by the way. That old system, I only played it for like one day. I joined Last I Epoch was, in like Patch know, it was 2. There. It was right, there. I know. Right at the me beginning and, of the new Atlas system is when I started playing the game. He's much more boomer than I am. <laughs> I, I don't remember any time. of that. You could spend money to reroll it. Why was that removed? It's good. Why was it removed? Because yes. we got the Echo Web system in our choice is to choose a different path, which doesn't happen because Oribis likes to, you know, block our way, but still. Just put a put it five hundred thousand gold. <laughs> like you really hate dodge, That's really spend expensive. it. <laughs> I, I I think it'd be cool to have this. Like even if it's just one reroll, that costs a decent amount of, of gold. You know, it's not cheap, especially. And maybe it goes up with corruption or something like that. To where like if you want to reroll this at the higher, like empowered, it's more expensive than base mono, so that you know it's easier to reroll it when you're you're starting out. Just something that allows a player to be, that will completely screw me over, and I really want to go that way. It would be Give me at least a shot at it. You know, at least let me spend some money to more than likely get out of it. It'd be hilarious too. It'd be like, oh look, I'm broke. <laughs> Guess like we're dealing with dodge for the next state monoliths. <laughs> or Reason to save your money, you know? Like it's like it's a true gold thing. You actually want some money to put into or that system. You, you could you could you could put your glyphs of despair up on the market so that someone else buys them so that you get gold so that you can re-roll this next <laughs> thing. Like there's ideas mm -hmm. here. Yeah, it's, it, well, I think what the game really needs is a bunch of those. Like, I think yeah. uh, um, the dungeon was like, hey, we've got a gold sink, so that's cool. But it's like, it's all the gold sink. And I don't think it's meant to be that forever, but that's yeah. where we're at right now. And, and what, they, and what it really the needs problem... is, you need like 20, 30, 50 gold sinks if you want, if you want gold yeah. um, to, be, to be viable. You need, you need the player to have a lot, of, a lot of good choices to spend their gold on, things they want to spend their yeah. gold on, so that the market is valuable. Like, there, there's, you know, there's a legitimate... Uh, trade-off to using that market to get your gear and the problem with the dungeon being our only gold sink right it's like everything it drops drops elsewhere you know it's like you just get more of it and it's like well why would i spend all this gold when i can just go farm monoliths for exalted weapons i could even target what kind of exalted items I want in a much quicker way instead of, you know, spending all my gold on this gacha machine, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's it's one of the like, nice things about like adding modifiers or changing modifiers in the model system is the gold would be your only option. So therefore it has clear intrinsic value that you can't get anywhere else. This, this sounds like the Xana modifiers on your map device, mm -hmm. which wait, are they, are they still called Xana modifiers? 
Well, I didn't, mean, didn't Zana leave modifiers. or something? We all call it Zana. All who right. cares about who, who cares what the other guy's name is? There's Zana modifiers. Yeah. yeah. The, having that in Last Epoch sounds, sounds perfect. I love that idea. Sounds great. Uh, Sometimes as, Pee-wee gets it really, really right, and just there's no reason to fight it. Pee-wee's got good stuff in it. it does. There's a lot of things that get really right, and they don't get enough credit for it because of the things they get wrong. I, I did try giving you a uh, a nice segue, but I, I kind of want to highlight an idea that you've had recently, uh, McFluffin, if, if you're okay going into it. Absolutely. You've been, you've been talking recently about some kind of like meta progression system, and I, I think yes. it's okay to mention this now because we've heard that this is something that EHG wants to implement in the game. They've said... This passive tree, there you go. We're they, they've, said, they've said that we want to have a meta progression system that kicks in between levels 80 and 100 we want to slow down leveling and then like meta progression means like it's not character power. It's something else like you're maybe it's magic find. Maybe it's gold drop. Maybe it's, you know, your your blessings are enhanced in some way, like maybe something else. But my op, my op, my helmet is influenced by Orifice. Ooh, it has sure, special sure. modifiers. <laughs> Ooh. And I've, I've heard McFluffin a couple times now kind of outline his ideas of what could or couldn't be in a meta progression system like that. And I just want to give you a little bit of a platform to talk about that now. Yeah, sure. I, um, on his mic. No, I'm joking. Continue. We got to go back to PoE on this one because I think PoE is the best meta progression system like this right now. And they just put it in a couple of a couple of uh, leagues ago, right? The, the new Atlas passive tree is actually what, incredible. You don't like Diablo Immortals meta progression system? <laughs> I don't Come even on. know what it is because I don't have $100,000. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, Atli the Atlas passive tree allows though. you. What's that? You can play it free, though. I've yeah, been told could. that multiple times. True. Um, but, like, you can customize your experience in a way that you can any, like any other game I can think of when it comes to, like, the end game in PUE right now. And you don't need something that complicated, of course, for, for LE. But that favor system is, like, a perfect place for you to put in some sort of a decision-making platform, let's call it. If we want to use a skill tree, because that might be scary. But I, I, we have plenty of skill trees in the game. There's no reason not to throw one more in there. Uh, where you can do things like, I mean, there's so many things in um, in LE that you could do that are different from like what you would do in PUE, where you can affect forging potential, or you can affect the um, the the drop, um, or what's what's the word I want, the roll uh, level of a of an item. So like maybe it rolls a little bit higher than it otherwise would have once you like take a like, take a note on the on the favor system. Like, there's so many different things you could do, and they all could be really cool, and you make it character bound so that you are not um you don't feel like you're having a huge opportunity cost you create a new character a new character starts off with an with advantage that favor system could be insanely cool i hope they do it but you know i have i have concerns we'll see we'll see what it ends up being because like something that's been thrown around in the past is they really like grim dawn's reputation system and i think that's kind of a boring system <laughs> so i would like them to be a little bit more ambitious than that but i also wanted them to be a little bit more ambitious on the dungeons and i'm a little bit jaded honestly right now because of the dungeons so i'm not <laughs> sure what they're going to do with it but because of the way the dungeons worked out and the cool ideas i had for the dungeon then what i saw like man i really hope the favorite system doesn't go that direction i hope it goes something a little bit more interesting and unique and with, a, with more decisions for the player to make um but that's what i i, I think the favorite system is gonna be a great place for them to put in like this meta tree where you get to make some cool decisions about how you customize the way that you progress your your gear, your character, um, your ability to craft, maybe you could even affect the dungeons 
and the monolith. So like if you like the monolith more, there's a tree for the monoliths to improve the rewards you get out of that. Or if you're a masochist and you like the dungeons, you have one for that as well. So that you have something like that, but it's more tailored to Ellie than PUE, where you do have that ability to really customize your experience at the end game. I mean, in my opinion, what they could do is they could they could build upon the blessing system and make every monolith have its own like tree. And as you finish the boss more and more, right, you get points you can put into that tree. And eventually you have a max of points you can pull out and whatever. And it's much like the, you remember regions, right? Like Fluffin from PoE, like the, when they had the Atlas passive regions. Where yeah, it's it confused like, the oh. hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, and you click on the button. It'd be like that, but the monolith system. So it'd be way more understandable. Yeah, no, I think you that's a super boss, cool idea. And it would pop up on the screen. I never like, thought of that. Yeah, and then each one would have its own theme, do its own thing. I know Perry's yeah, so, probably uh, having PTSD about no, this. No, no, I, I liked that system. I was kind of sad to see it go. But that was around the time that yeah. I stopped playing uh, Path of Exile as well. It's still there. It's just in the tree instead of in. The problem is now there's no like none of this like region stuff. Like there's these specific maps that right, cost right. more because they're in the right region. There's no more of that. No, I think th let's explore this because this could be like super cool, especially like if you put it in the empowered system. So you don't really see it until empowered, which is about mm -hmm. level 80 or so right now. So it mm -hmm. fits really well with that. And each timeline in the empowered has its own like little tree that as you kill the boss, maybe it's connected to the shade of Orbis too. It could be connected in a bunch of different ways. You acquire some sort of, you know, points and each one has its own theme. <laughs> or that... you only get points if you kill the boss at certain corruption thresholds. Threshold. I love it. That's Ooh. that's right. All, I, it, was talking it, about it how... kills me. Yeah, so whenever we start right. talking about stuff like this, it feels like it feels like everything that you say is an awesome idea. There are there's so many things that you could do with Last Epoch, and like I get it. Right now, they're working on point nine. They're working on multiplayer. When multiplayer drops, they're going to be working on the new masteries. They're going to be working on the new skills. Get that ready for one Like, but what what about after that? I I, I hope that one of like, these cool ideas. Y'all say them. these are all good things, yeah. and developers and chat like, no, no, Ugh, all, every every that. idea that we say Ugh. is like it, it makes <laughs> me think I mean, about five more ideas. Does, uh, it, it, like some of this stuff does, you know, percolate into EHG's. I again, I, I think we're all jaded by dungeons because <laughs> we all just had aspirations of like. I mean, they nailed the monolith, right? Monolith is so freaking cool when it first came out, and of course, it still needs more stuff. But what it came out with was like this is like it's perfect. a good base. It's a very yeah, good base for what it was what was meant to be in it already that that sort of that's that progression system with the web and um, and the modifiers and, and how it worked in the module modular effect you could just see how you could you could work with that to make something incredible it's already really good and so i think we all expected dungeons to be at the same level of quality and when it didn't it kind of just i don't know it casts a shadow over the entire community well to be but, honest it's partly probably because of the burn of multiplayer because that's about when they were really focusing on multiplayer and that's probably why it got the the shaft at that yeah point. yeah I, I think that dungeons were very strongly connected to the multiplayer prioritization mm -hmm. but from a you player's perspective <laughs> from a flip from a player's perspective it doesn't matter we got what we got and you have to yeah. you just accept that yeah. Uh, or just you know we just we have our we have our feelings about it and that doesn't change just because they prioritize multiplayer but hopefully when they look at something like um the favor system and also if they go back and look at dungeons they'll look more towards what they did with the monolith as an example of this is how to you know really make a system that is 
um, something that players really want to engage with and has a lot of you know depth to it. And if they do that, I think they'll they'll probably nail the favor system too. So here's the hoping that you know the dungeons are just like a blip on the radar and be, and they were largely affected by multiplayer. And going forward, they'll be able to do a lot more ambitious things with whatever they decide to you know put into the game. I want to toss out an idea uh, regarding trade, as long as we're still on this huge topic that I've heard um, that I've heard pop up a couple times, like both in Twitch chat and also in like the uh, the official Discord. So we we've talked about like trade, uh, gold being the primary thing that you trade back and forth whether gold is actually worth anything, whether the inflation is going to matter, gold sinks. Um, for items, and this is kind of like removing items out of the economy, what, I guess, do you two have any stances on items only being able to be traded X number of times? Do you want to go first? Or... I'm going to be honest with you. My answer is pretty easy. It's just like, Whatever traded system they implement, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just gonna use. I'm gonna use it anyways. Like, it doesn't really matter what they do because it's like, it's either it's really bad, and I just play solo anyways, or it's good and I use it. So it's like, it's very hard to make me dissatisfied because of how good Last Epoch is as a solo experience. So mm -hmm. they could do whatever they want with trade. I, I don't really care. I I just want server authority. God dang it. Just give it to me. <laughs> well, it we'll, to we'll me. move on to that in just a moment. But McFluffin, I'm going to ask you the same question. Would you prefer that items can only be traded one or two times? Or maybe it works on like a potential forging potential kind of thing? Or would yeah. you want would you, would you want like none of that whatsoever? Yeah, that's a great question. And it, it goes back to that World of Warcraft stuff because this is one of the things that I feel like um, MMOs in general do really well as far as making sure there's not too much of something within um the economy or just nothing at all that's you know something they don't want to be traded doesn't get in the economy so they tend to use like a bind on pickup bind on account or bind on equip system it doesn't have to be those in particular but the bind on thing i do believe is a really good way if they want to have a robust economy but also control what's being traded so that playing the game still really matters as far as acquisition of the the items that you need i think that's a really good way to do it certain things are bind on pickup and cannot be traded at all other things that maybe are bind on equip so you can trade it and you can trade as many times as you want but as soon as someone equips it they can't use it any, or they can't uh, they can't trade it any further or bind an account would probably be more than bind a pickup but those kind of concepts you could also do one where it's like multiple trades but i think that gets a little complicated to track for the player and there's a bit of a meta around it right mm -hmm. oh the yeah. price of this item is higher because it's got four trades it has left. more trades ah. yeah it, it makes it a little bit more that complex would, for the, for the player and it's easy to get ripped off too when there's only one versus four and you're not knowing the difference mm -hmm. bind on equip bind on pickup is very easy it's fine i think being able to trade something once is fine because what that does is it makes it so that if you were to play the game right and you were to try to trade someone an item like here have this item bam it's only theirs forever and that severely limits rmt significantly because the person who wants to trade the item for money, they're going to have to grind up all those things. They can't just have someone else trade the items to them and then they can trade back, right? They have to go out, get those items themselves, which means either they need to be working night and day playing the game or they need to make some complicated bot that, like, farms content for them. Mm -hmm. But they can't just, like, 
like they can't just go to like the harbor bridge in Path of Exile, turn on a bot, and then come back with like a bunch of six uh, six sockets and stuff like that. No, they have to like actually farm the item. Like for instance, if someone wants to buy a Reign of Winter for real money, if there's a one trade system, like let's say they want to buy a four LP Reign of Winter, the person who is selling that would have to go out of their way and farm their own four LP Reign of Winter, right? And that would like make RMT insanely prohibitive. And it, it would it's, it's actually worth solve EHG, a lot of problems. EHG has said that the trade system they have in mind would make RMT very difficult. So, like, good. Love it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah like, that's, that's like that would solve a lot of problems. They, they really don't want RMT. It was to the, the point with some of the old, the old ideas they had that I was like, I, I like, I like I'm, I'm on board with the concept of this, but are you so prioritizing that over the player actual experience? Um, that's why I was like not a real fan of the bizarre, but I do like that. Like that's a priority. It's just like mm -hmm. how much of a priority should it be? It definitely should be one of the things you want to you want to curtail. So during this conversation, I've been scrolling on my second monitor, making sure that we're not missing anything about this big uh, road to point nine update that the developers have given us. There's a couple cute things that we could talk about, but I I think instead of talking about combat feel. I'm going to circle back to something that Dread mentioned a moment ago. Uh, Dread, you said you were looking forward to server authority. And mm. I, I want to spend a moment on this because when it comes to multiplayer, like you and I are going to start playing multiplayer. We're going to lose all of our characters. We're going to lose all of our stash. We're going to lose all our gold. We're going to lose Thank everything. God. And then <laughs> we're going to be in an online environment where everybody starts from zero, no matter how long you've been playing until now. So you and I might still be playing in solo but the big thing that we gain is server authority and i want to make sure that everyone who watches this podcast is on the same page about like what server authority is and why it's exciting because like sometimes when you're playing multiplayer you're happy because you're playing with your buddy or sometimes when you're playing multiplayer you're happy because you get to trade but server authority is a big thing and i want to make sure people know what it is so can you walk us through that so if you don't know right now last epoch is an offline game right now meaning that everything that the game does and decides to do is on your system and not a server between you and EHG. What this means is, is you can interrupt that signal and you can just simply edit the game to do whatever you want. It's much like a game from the 2000s, like Freddy Fish, where you could, you know, edit Freddy Fish to have a billion whatever currency he had, you know, just for fun because you thought it'd be funny. And the problem with this is it's caused a lot of problems, I'll say. And the biggest problem, in my opinion, is the lack of ability of being able to tell if something is OP or not, right? Because the devs right now, they don't have like a Wee Ninja. They can't just go on Wee Ninja and just go look at what are the popular builds, the popular 10% builds, and then nerf them next week. They need to actually see these things in action. Like, for instance, like, it didn't take, it took a lot of people to play EQ Bear till it finally got nerfed. Right, guys? Like, you remember that? It took a lot of people to, to get that nerfed. And that is hampered by the fact that the ladder system has problems and we don't know what's actually good. Right? Like, there are probably plenty of builds right now that are actually really good that we just don't know about because of the ladder system. And what this will allow EHG to do 
is able to use that as much more solid concrete. Like when things happen on the server, it's not because someone changed their files to have a billion percent HP. It's because that build is busted and they can take that into account for balance. And that's probably partly why balance hasn't really been a big thing because, you know, like if you look at the names and game for press L, like I don't know any of these people and I don't know what builds they're playing, you know, but on the server, it's different. It's like, Oh, that person played this marksman up to 800. I wonder what he's playing. You look at his skills and you see his skills and you try to replicate his gameplay and EHG can kind of take that into account be like, okay, what's this person doing, right? Like, and it'll be server authority too. So they might be able to just pull up that character and they might be able to see what the character's doing and they can balance accordingly, right? Like, they'd be like, oh yeah, this marksman's OP because decoy is ridiculous and, like, Hail of Arrows has, like, a 12-second duration uh, with cold Hail of Arrows and it, like, allows you to, like, push 800 in arena. Like, stuff like that. The balancing will be much easier to implement because that we're having a sterile environment to work with. That That's why... That's why uh, server authority is very important. Perfect, perfect explanation. And I guess McFluffin, just in case anything comes up for you, like what what are you looking forward to most in multiplayer? Is it is it like a server authority thing? Do you want to trade with people? Do you want to make memes? Well, like, what what does multiplayer mean? Well, for the first one, it's just having that reset. I, I love resets. I love leagues. So the first one to me is going to be the first cycle. I'm going to treat it like that. And I think a lot of people are. Because we're all just starting starting fresh. That's easily the number one for me. And then knowing that now we that's up, we're that close to the actual first cycle. So now now okay, I feel so like it's fresh. Every I, single time there's a patch, that'd be great. Every I mean like every cycle. When we we know yeah. we're getting cycles. So the yeah. cycles will be fresh. Um and then you'll probably you'll hit they've already said you'll have a standard. So you'll have like just yeah. like just like PUE, you'll have like the standard league. So if you wanna, you know, play the same character you can, and then you'll have the cycle. Um, that, that's what I'll be doing all the time. I'll just be doing the cycles every time. So that's easily what's most exciting for me is that we're now getting into effectively a cycle environment. You know, the next one might, this one might be a six month cycle environment. Like the way they're talking about what they're going to do to get to 1.0. Like, I don't know if you guys saw, but Kane put out the big ticket items. It was the, the three masteries. It was polished and it was like 3d like objects. That was it. That was all they listed. So this tells me that we're really close to 1.0 and they keep talking about how they're trying to get there. So also, like, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no go ahead. <laughs> what, what, what oh, I said also the vision tourneys are going to be insane. Yeah. Oh, finally. They're and, and everything's, everything's going to be, you know, legit. So that's, you know, that's great. Um, yeah. That, I mean, nothing comes close to being as exciting to me as just being able to start to do those resets and see those cycles begin to happen. I I want to echo something that McFluffin said on his own stream earlier today. I think it was. I've been watching a lot of McFluffin. He's stocking free time. But uh, <laughs> I I just I I can't say this enough. Like Vision GL and the weekend tournaments that he hosts have been last epoch. That's 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 last epoch for a lot of people. It's like if those at least on Twitch anyway. If they weren't going on, like the Twitch wouldn't be going on. You know, people like me, people like Lizard, people like you wouldn't be making, uh, you know, YouTube videos every week. You wouldn't be looking for new builds. You wouldn't have like as much activity going on in Discord, as much activity going on in Twitch. 
Like there's there's a lot to say about like what Vision GL has been doing for like a long time now. And like he gets some recognition, but like not only that, he's also like the nicest guy. He does he does a really good job, and I love giving him a shout out anytime that I can. The community is a lot larger and a lot more vocal in a in a positive way because directly because of Vision and Shayori who helps him out with the tournaments. She doesn't get talked about nearly enough. The behind the scenes on Discord too. Which yep. She's, she does a lot of stuff on the behind scenes for the tournaments and the Discord for for Vision, which is really important. All right. So enough enough gushing over Vision. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to multiplayer, what is going to be the team comp? Because <laughs> you 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 and me and 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 Dread here, we're playing uh, some kind of like arena pushing build, right? How what what try. are we doing in arena to get ten thousand waves? Uh, I've, so the main reason I want to play in a party is because I want to replicate an aura bot, essentially, and I want to see how far I can take that or curse bot and see if there are some hidden things that can actually benefit you. Like, for instance, uh, if you guys did not know this, uh, uh, flame burst from Holy Aura, it is very interesting. So normally what it says on melee hit, right? You will, like, essentially on melee hit, right, you will proc Flame Burst after a few hits, right? Now, after those few hits, you'll cause, you know, Flame Burst, yada, yada, yada. And it scales off your damage. But did you know if a different player or your minions procs it, it scales off of their stats? Did you know that? I did not know that. Wait, it's supposed to? Yep, I confirmed it with Mike. I asked him because I was trying to play a minion flame burst build and it was terrible because huh, the minion okay. scales, scaling was terrible. Now, what this does is I could make a paladin, right? I could make a like a dumb paladin build all about support, make it as tanky as possible, like literally put in judgment aura, everything, make it a heal bot, whatever, make it as tanky as possible, put in holy flame burst, put in those few nodes and the more more damage which should affect your guys' damage. And then you guys could both play Void Knights with the Echoes, right? And spin around the arena and cause pops everywhere. Like flame burst pops. Everywhere. Does Bone Curse work the same way? Uh Bone Curse should uh Bone Curse I think might work the same way. I mean it's way, it's yes. a debuff that it places on the enemy, right? Yeah, it should work. Yeah. So you got a physical and a fire version, so you have yeah. a couple of, you know, possibilities here to work with. Or you could just combine them and just be like, what kind of ridiculous can, amount? can we too. Yeah. can we break the server with enough of these uh, weird aura po- uh, procs going off? Are mm-hmm. are over under on whether the poison nerf is going to be sufficient? Like I have it, to bow out on this one. Sorry. <laughs> Really? Oh, all right, all right, Mr. Community Tester. Gonna be absolutely, positively, one hundred percent deleted from the game at least. For you, a you think it'll be totally gutted? It's gonna be. It's gonna be right now. Ignite levels. It's gonna be like actually just devastated. And they're, I, think they're I'm not okay just gonna like that. cut it in half and be like, "That's a good nerf." No, that's not how EHD does it. They're gonna just delete <laughs> it from the game. Huh interesting they're just gonna delete I, it from the game and i'm okay with that because poison's been around for too long i want to see the other elements be good <laughs> you want to see the new ignite meta or if you're a lizard you just don't want to see the ailments being good at all i love ailments I'll, I'll keep ailments in the I'll, I'll keep it i'll keep it but yeah it's like I, I don't think poison's getting out unscathed it's 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 uh 
Unless if they do something drastic and ridiculous, it's not going to come out unscathed. It's going to be dead. And I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. So we we know that there's going to be an ailment rework. Last week, we had Jay on the podcast, and he said he was excited for the ailment rework, and he thought that his gloves, Salt the Wound, were going to be in a good spot. And now we've mm-hmm. got McFluffins telling us that he can't say anything. I, like, I, I, I feel like the ailment rework is going to be good. I feel like every time that a community tester tells me, oh, I can't say anything, they have like a big smile on their face. Like, I'm not going to tell you I think it's going to be good. Um, I think it's just going to look a lot different. You've been able to play with the Rat City Spear? How is it? No, I'm joking. I don't need to play with that to know how good it's going to be. <laughs> Listen, I watched the developer stream today. I watched about half of it. It goes on for oh, two hours. Did they play with it? I didn't see that. Mike Mike has said that he's played with it, and he, he's got a big smile on his face, and he's like, wow, it's so much fun. I love it. And he's an enthusiastic guy, but like he seemed but really Mike happy. Would- Mike have was you, also the person Mike's that builds? was playing Tempest Strike, though, have too. You, have you seen Mike's builds? Uh, <laughs> he was playing Tempest Strike seriously. So, not, not, to, not to be mean to Mike, but at the same time, anyone who plays Tempest Strike and says it's good or plays it for a decent amount of time, I'm going to be honest, I don't really believe you. I well, think you're a robot. We made him play that. Oh, okay. He made the major mistake of putting it to a vote when he first started. Maybe, maybe that was good. So then now they could see how bad it is. So that's why we picked change. it. That we yeah. we've all voted on Tempest Strike because we're like, well, if they're gonna make us play this crap, we're gonna make him play this crap so he knows what it's like. <laughs> so Mike <laughs> doesn't actually is there like Tempest Strike. Oh, does that like... mean he's played with Volcanic Orb? And he said it was okay. He's having fun oh, with that, it. That I don't know. Volcanic oh. Orb is an old skill. It's got nodes on it that are like X out of nine. And every every <laughs> skill that has like X out of nine, X out of ten are skills that are going to be reworked. Like Fireball is going to be reworked. Volcanic Orb is going to be reworked. Like anything that has nodes that take ten of your points. Like those, those are all just old skills. It's hard to be too critical of those. I know. I know. I'm memeing. I just I'm just a really big fan of Frozen Orb from D2 so it just you, it's like it's like ma ma can we get Frozen Orb and then it's like no we have Frozen Orb at home Volcanic Orb is a Frozen Orb How, how does Dread have so many fond memories of these games Dread you're like like 15 years old man <laughs> like how <laughs> were you like I'm gonna one? be honest with you were I'm you like one when you were playing Diablo 2 I saw like one animation of Frozen Orb and I was like and I was like, oh, is Volcanic Orb going to be like that? Played it? I'm like, oh. Were those your first words? Like, wow, Volcanic Orb. <laughs> no, Wait. I actually have been playing games for a very long have time. Have you not played Frozen Orb on D2? No. Me? No, I haven't. So you love Frozen Orb on D2 because of the way it looks? I like the way it looks, <laughs> and I like that it shoots out so many projectiles. I think that's something Lance Epoch misses. I think they have not gone crazy with the projectile bonanza. I thought that, like, with, like, specifically... uh with like rogue coming into the game marksman no it's not like you can play multi-shot but it's just like a wave of projectiles not even like it's not like it's not like tornado shot or anything i want vampire survivors level of projectiles like i want (laughs) i just want to see just everything but that's also because the i'm sure the performance could handle that there's no issues there totally yeah of course God, I can't uh, wait to play Avalanche and it not lag on me. I just I don't I just think wanna, that'll ever I, I want to give a shout out to another early access game that I've been playing a little bit in my free time. I've been playing some Slormancer, and that game has projectiles, and I love it. It's like <laughs> I, I get it. It's a it's a single player game. It's not multiplayer. Like there's no economy. Like there's there's no 
issue with a, with a build being strong and one-shotting the entire screen. It's just like, it's a very different game, right? But like, the skills and the nonsense that you can make happen in Slormancer, it, it feels like I'm eating a warm chocolate chip cookie that just came out of the oven. It's like, hmm, this is fun. I like this. I love watching you because like you're not even like to the point where it actually gets good. It's great. We're, we're going to keep playing that. It's going to be my, my Cause, like you're, you're like at the point where like man is a pain, painful. You don't have all your points yet. And you're like kind of just like kind of like going in the dark in the game. I can't yeah. wait till you like actually make something and see and how sometimes I just gets. like being a filthy casual, you know? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that's how long it took me too. like, trust me, it took me forever to to get to the end game because right. it takes I, forever I, as we as we start to wrap up here we're uh we're beyond the top of the hour so i i i, I tend to sneak in one extra topic at the top of the hour just to see how much longer we want to talk about diablo immortal again let's go i don't want to talk about it <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a chance to say diablo immortal if you say it i'm gonna mute you so <laughs> i mentioned the uh i mentioned a uh, a variety game that i've been playing a slormancer like early access indie title is there uh, is there another game that y'all have been playing that you want to give a shout out to that you think it has like an awesome system in it or like good gameplay or cool skills? Is there something out there that you've been doing that just like makes you want to play more games? You're going to so, hate my answer. You, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Vampire Hunters already. So I think it's worth a shout out to Spirit Hunters, which takes the passive skill tree web concept and adds it to the Vampire Hunters playstyle. And get, makes that its permanent progression system, and that game's still really early. It's got a lot of development still going on to it, and the devs are pretty cool there. Um, also, I'm going to mention Nomad Survival too because that dev is super cool and hung out with me for like three days. But Spirit Hunters, I think, is a, a closer um, connection to an ARPG, and definitely worth checking out. And it's like five dollars, so I, I remember that you were like playing like Vampire Survivor like bootlegs for like a full few weeks. <laughs> They're not bootlegs. <laughs> they look like boot. Come on, the game you're the playing today looks genre. like a, it looks like a RimWorld bootleg. Come on, man! Like you can't. Last you can't... Epoch, the Diablo two bootleg. <laughs> I know, but at least it has some kind of different art. It looks like as though it stole the art. That's okay, no, well, your your example right now, they're literally different genres. You're right. They look. It looks all like RimWorld, different genre. So. Not a bootleg at all. It's, it's oh. different. I promise. Different I promise genre, it's different. What do you mean? It's the, the, the game is like completely the different the way it plays, but yeah, it's because but it has a similar art style. Similar. It's literally <laughs> the same art style, like one to one. I could show you. It's insane. All right. So, so we know that Lone Star McFluffin uh, has a thing for skill trees. Any any game that has a skill tree, maybe a skill tree inside of a skill nested skill trees. As many skill trees as you better. put in a game, Lone Star McFluffin will play your game. He he will demo it on stream, so that's good. All right, uh, Dread, you're this is your opportunity me. not to talk about Diablo Immortal. You're gonna hate me because the other thing was, uh, is, I'm gonna be honest. Is is there a variety game or or uh, an indie game that you've been playing in your free time that you want to chat about for a second? Uh, no, because I've been playing Path of Exile this entire time, and that's what I was gonna bring up. I've been playing a lot of Path of Exile. It's I mean, that that great. game's still in beta. That counts. Yeah, it's in beta. Yeah, it's fine. It needs a shout out too. Not enough people know about it. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I'm happy with it, why I've been having so much fun with it, is because it's giving me everything I miss about Last Epoch, like like that I want in Last Epoch, like the the Atlas passive tree. I want ridiculous builds and stuff like that. And I don't think we're ever gonna get it with like 
ISC puck in terms of just how ridiculous he can make builds and stuff like that. Like, we're never going to get, like, a ward loop build or a castle damage taken build. I don't think that's ever going to exist. So it's great for me to get it all out now before I come back to last epoch when they eventually drop the multiplayer update that everyone's going to hate because it doesn't have trading. So it's like, I really, I, I've been enjoying my time here in uh, Path of Exile Land. I feel so much like it's so that I've been making a lot of videos. I've been like daily uploading. Like I've seen that too. Great. It's totally flooding my YouTube feed. It's nonsense. Yeah. And uh it's funny because like I had that I had that moment where I uploaded uh I uploaded that video about TFT. And my whole point of uploading that video, the biggest thing I had problems with, there was a lot of people that were like crapping on TFT without actually using it. And I'm like, guys, like you can like disagree with whatever you want in terms of like the ethics of it, the usability of it, anything you want, you can't complain that like you can use, like it's a good service and it's a better trade website in a lot of situations. Like I can't go to, tr I can't go to path of exile.com trade and ask someone to roll my helmet for me, for my enchant and pay him a few exults. Like I can't go to path of exile.com trade and buy 122 uh, runic monster compasses for uh and trust the person not to steal my currency like it's very it, it and you know i hear all these people shitting on it and it's like i asked them have you used it They're like no and what the problem is they don't understand is like 99 percent of the people that like use the service are just like you and me they just want to make their currency and they want to move on right they just and they just use the discord as a way of that instead of you know of course the trade website and it's been it's been an interesting experience because the comments have been flavorful at best so for as many for his, for, your, your, oh, your shout out was for a website a little used website for no, a discord, very yeah. popular <laughs> game a discord a discord yeah, channel it's a discord server yeah. discord server for a very popular game that was your shout out for a variety game well it wasn't a shit well i mean no no it's been <laughs> path of exile but no i'm just saying like what i've been up to because i haven't been playing other games i i hear you i hear you for for as many things as path of exile does right it's it's a very distinctive game and there's a lot of room for other action rpgs in the genre uh, in the genre like yeah it's just nobody you, has felt it yet like you you <laughs> could love action rpgs and have a distaste for path of exile because of trading or because of the uber stuff or because of like the hardcore thing or because of any any number of things like path of exile is a phenomenal game there's a reason that i've played it for such a long time and then both of you have played it for a long time as well it's like it's really good but it's not always the thing you want to do. And mm -hmm. it's like when when there's more action RPGs that are like kind of lurking in the shadows, popping up, maybe like survival kind of games like uh, Vampire Rising or like the early access pixel art like um, like Slormancer. Like these games are out there. I want more action RPGs. This this is very quickly becoming an action RPG. I mean, I, I love I don't I mean, mind I'm, it. Well, I mean, I told you I told you I, like I, I think I told you like a few weeks ago. I was like, hey, we're going to make this more of a arpg podcast because of like last epoch deciding to do a six month break so and <laughs> eventually like, it's gonna, gonna be a have last to do it just so, so we don't run out of topics i, I can't <laughs> wait for this that. to be like a last epoch podcast it'll be perfect i have it a question is. for you for you two oh, given mm -hmm. what we just talked about and now that we know that multiplayer is coming out whenever the next patch is do you think that ellie's got a shot now a, like a good shot at beating diablo 4 to 1.0 uh Oh, uh, I think they're I think they're thinking about it. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it, but I know that they're thinking about it. It seems they're like trying to. I don't know if they're going to, you know, 
I, I mean, the scope of your question is like so limited. It's not like, is it going to beat the game? Is it going to be a better game? Is it going to be? Uh, yeah, no, I'm not asking that. No, nothing like, like they, that. You just said like, release come out sooner? Diablo Four. Yeah, yeah, it's got a good shot. I, 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 don't, I don't think it matters. My problem with that is, like, we talked about a lot about, like, oh, like, there's, like, not enough content, yada, 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 and all that. Is, it, is there going to be enough content for release? Like, that's a good question. Like, it's a good you guys question. think? Like, if they're going to try to release before Diablo 4, like, like it seems like they're going to try. Uh, do you think they have enough content? Like, like we were talking yeah. about that for a while, and it's like, you know, like, there's a lot of things. Like, sure, they've done a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of things that are missing in terms but of, like, But, like, you know, a lot of those things can just come out over, uh, over like, a league cycle as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, if, yeah, if they just released, yeah. if, if Last Epoch right now just had the missing classes and released with multiplayer, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a 1.0 game. Yeah. And, well, I mean, the problem is, is, like, like, what we were talking about with all the trade and stuff, we're talking about how, like, you know, like, even if we had, like, I'll be honest, as of right now, at least in my humble opinion, I don't know about you guys, I don't think Last Epoch has enough content to fill a four, like a, a six-month bracket, which seems to be, oh, like, what so. they're doing. Yeah, we so, don't doesn't really either. Yeah, I know, I know. It, but what I mean is, it's like, if they're going to make this like, oh, it's like 1.0, yada, yada, yada. Is there going to be enough content on release? Like, I'm, I'm curious because like, I don't know what they're up to, to be honest. So I, I couldn't tell you. McFluffin knows more than I do, and he still doesn't know anything. He doesn't even I mean, if, they're on, if they're on six-month cycles, they're practically DOA anyway. Like, they need yeah. to be three-month cycles. Mm -hmm. like, I firmly like, believe that. Yeah. Four months I mean, max. four months four month would be fine. Max. Four months, you're already, like, a huge burnout. And like I said, yeah. like, even on PoE, most players do not play for three months. Like, almost vastly and they, they actually talked about that. They said that they want this to be... They want it to be that way. They want mm -hmm. it... Three they months, want yeah. to try to... Well, I mean, they, they want to, like, actually make content after release and keep pumping out and keep pumping out and like that. That's, that's you know, my expectation. Be... I hope so. Yeah. yeah you just, you well, just need enough said. content yeah. uh, mm -hmm. so that players play for a reasonable amount of time before they move on, you know, several weeks yeah. to a month. I think if literally you've done could that, be a month, literally could be a month of content. If, if you've got a month long cycle, um, like, like a month long where people are actually like, there's a decent number of people are playing like that long. You've done really well. I don't think Ellie's yeah, even there great. yet. But... Yeah. Um, I think like two to three weeks max. If if people are leaving in two to three days, it's a bad problem. It's a big problem, right? Yeah. If if they're sticking around for a week or two on the on the very first launch and they're having a really good time and they're building up, then we they start talking about oh it's it's not long enough. You know, a week I already maxed my character. That's certainly a problem, but that is a solvable problem. You know, within you know the few cycles you could have enough built up. But if 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 it's coming out of the gate and these weekend tourneys are like what what we're yeah. doing. That's a problem. And sadly, it's kind of the problem is as well is like they kind of have the odds against them, sort of say, you know, like, you know, like when Path of Exile, when it started, right, it was much smaller than this and it had a much smaller scope as well. And people weren't expecting it to be like this gigantic monstrosity it is now, right? They weren't expecting that. But now people are expecting that because, oh, it's a Path of Exile clone or whatever, right? Yep. And now that they're expecting that, it makes it much harder for these kind of games to get started. Like you saw with Slormancer. Slormancer has like the same amount of content that Path of Exile had at like at launch or whatever, right? Like in its current state. So it's like the problem is like and that game barely gets any love because it doesn't have enough content or yada yada yada, right? And 
that's sadly the case and they have to deal with that. And I hope that they deal with that in a way that they don't get screwed over. Yeah. Expectations have changed. The excuse that PoE didn't have X at launch no longer applies because no one had it when PoE launched, but now PoE does. And so that's what you're competing with. Yeah. And like, like people aren't going to care that like, like if like, look at Wilson, look at Wilson, Wilson literally like was missing crucial things and it got dumpstered instantly. Like, like how long McFluffin? I don't know how long I wasn't there. I mean, how long they, did it take till it was dumpstered? It crashed a lot quicker than it even needed to because they actually had like a few days after their servers went down for like four days. But oh, okay. even even minus without that, that though, minus e that, e yeah. even without that, it wasn't going to make it more than a few weeks. Um, it just it wasn't a finished game. Yeah. So that, like Ellie's got yeah. that like the issue's got that on them. Like when it comes out, it's going to be a relatively finished game. Like no, yeah. the story's not going to be done, but the whole loop is there. It might yeah. be too short, but it's all there. Like everything you want to do is going to going to exist as you know as the whole game fleet loop goes for an ARPG. But um, so now the question is just like, is it going to be too short? And are people or is there going to be on one quickly? overpowered skill versus all the others? <laughs> yeah, balance, yeah, balance is a whole other. <laughs> a whole Not other even issue. mentioning flame rates. Oh man! All right, so I mean, we are. Those are strong, but like. Not as like disgusting as Umbral Blades is, because like flame wraiths are cool and all, but you have to play minions and like that like <laughs> zeros not, out. Like, not everybody has the same the distaste for minions that you and I do. So yeah. we, I are, mean, I, we are. I, I have a love hate relationship with minions. We are we are just shy of an hour and a half of the podcast, so I'm gonna start wrapping it up here. Nick Fluffin, is there anything that you would like to sneak on to the end of this podcast? What's on Double your mortal. <laughs> I, I'm going to veto it. We're not going to You said you were going to mute him. He did it. What, what's, where's this? That's twice. He said it twice now and you haven't I muted know, him. I know, so. I know, I know. It's a crime. <laughs> Anything I want to sneak on? Oh, man. I wasn't prepared for that question. Um, I guess did not because I can't think you, of anything. Did you really start out on Twitch as a Wilson streamer? Yeah, I did. Are, those, those are your humble beginnings? That was my humble. I the first time I ever seen there for several years. I actually had told myself, I mean, I'd love to be a, a streamer, but I don't have the personality for it. And then some other some things changed in my life that well, maybe I could actually do this. And um, Wilson at the time was like, you know, the hot upcoming ARPG and like a, a very exciting. It looked beautiful. Like I mean, everyone knows how beautiful Wilson looks. And so I was like, I'm just gonna jump in on this one because no one's like no one knows the game yet. Like it's brand new for theory crafting. You know, try to do a jump in on PoE is a, a joke. Diablo three is not interesting enough. And so that's what I did. Yeah, I jumped in on, on Wilson. I played it um for several months before I started looking for I think it was for several months. It's a long time ago at this point. Before Ellie showed up. And Ellie was hideous back then. Like people complain <laughs> about the way it looks now. It was ugly <laughs> like oh my god it was so ugly but the skill trees were so cool looking i actually remember i i apologize for bringing this man up but quinn 69 was the first person i saw play i saw him play a warpath build in the arena and that's my first experience seeing it i'm like all right, i'm gonna try it out like i at least gotta you know i'm playing wilson wilson's still in beta it has some time before it's gonna be ready let's try something different and that was pretty much it for me once i started playing ellie i was like this is you know a, a different animal um and I've been pretty much connected to it since then. Did you did you did you mute him or is he just talking silently? I think he muted himself. I was actually screwing with you guys. I was pretending to talk. Oh, okay, I was like, okay. I was mouthing words. I was screwing with you because you guys kept All right, Dread, muting me. Same same question to you. As we <laughs> as we wrap up here, is there anything that you want to sneak into the end of this podcast? Oh, Warpath is your first build? What a chad. Uh, and it, it's still his favorite build. It's the only thing he plays. 
I don't blame him. It's great. Uh, anything I want to sneak in? Well, I have my wallet here. No, I'm joking. So, one thing I want to add as well, like, I'm going to be honest, trade could be absolute garbage, and, like, I wouldn't care, because that's just how good Ellie is as a base game. If garbage, if trade was garbage in Path of Exile, I'd have, like, a wailing match. But, like, for, for Last Epoch, like, if, if there was no trade, and we just got servers, I don't care. Because <laughs> I'm just going to play solo anyways, outside of, like, what we do. The benefit like, of balancing for SSF is, like... Like, the only reason that, that I don't want to play SSF is because, like, I want to, like, try this, like, you know, or a bot setup. Other than that, like, I'll go back to solo. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you on it. I want multiplayer. The most important thing for multiplayer for me is uh, it, it works and it's fun. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care what the fun looks like, but there's so many people out there who are like, I'm going to go play last epoch when multiplayer comes out, there's going to be an, an inundation of people into this game. And like the game better be fun. Like I like it right now, but when someone parties up with someone else and goes to kill a monster, they better enjoy it. I don't know what that enjoyment's going to look like, but it better be there. And they're not going to be able to trade. And I don't know how that's going to go, guys. Like, I'm sorry. That sounds terrible. It's going to be a negative initially. Like, it's going to be a huge it doesn't, negative. It doesn't mean it won't be positively received overall, but there's going to yeah. be a negative on it that they're, that people are going to party up yeah. and they, someone's just going to drop a, something early on and, and his friend's going to be like, dude, I need that. Can you give that to me? He's going to try no. it. And it's like, it's on the, on the floor. Are you going to pick it up? He's like, I don't see it. I swear. That's going to be like the, the moment they realize, oh, this isn't actually... Everything's like not in here. If uh, Rick that's goes back to making memes, uh, making like his uh, like highlights and all that, that's going to be number one on the list. Oh, yeah. Rick, oh, yeah. there is. What's, what's that guy's name? Rick. Yeah, R.I.Q., right? Yeah. I haven't seen his videos in a long time. I guess, yeah, well, he, I guess there hasn't really been much he's going on. He's waiting for it. Yeah, he's waiting yeah. for Ellie. Can't, bl- can't blame him. It's got to be a lot of work <laughs> for not much payoff right now. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for us here at Epic Epoch. This has been episode number 12. We had our point nine. The road to point nine multiplayer dev post, and we've spent the whole hour, I guess the whole more than hour, chatting about what the devs have told us, what we know, what we don't know, what we're speculating about. It's been a good time. So, Dread, thanks for being here. Always nice having my co-host. Yeah, of Mick course. Fluffin. Anytime. McFluffin, thank you for uh, for taking time out of your busy evening and spending time with us here. Always happy to hang out with you guys. He's gonna anytime. go play the Rimworld copy again. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bootleg. Thank you very much. I am planning on it tomorrow, so yeah, you can come watch the Rimworld bootleg if you want to. It's just the art. Everything else is whatever. It is. It's just the art. The art is the only thing that really... I got well as far so, as I know, I've actually I've never played RimWorld because it's too freaking expensive. I, I'm gonna show you a picture. I'm literally gonna find a picture. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap up the podcast. I've seen the art. I just don't know anything about, about the mechanics. I've, I've never. I want to play. It's, it's like a colony simulator. It's like Dwarf Fortress. He's like, I've lost it. I've lost the whole podcast. <laughs> so for everyone here at Epic need Epoch, to play Rimworld for a week. Twitch chat, thank you for being here live. If you're watching on Spotify or YouTube after the fact, I appreciate you as well. Make sure to let us know where you are watching this podcast so we can make sure that it is getting to you in the appropriate time frame in the appropriate manner. So wait, thank wait. you for being here. I appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. One more thing. Long what? live Red City. All right, we're good. <laughs>